Chris, I really appreciate you sitting down with us today. I wanted to talk a little bit about what you do, and you, you give such great reports to some of the things, some of the meetings I attend on economic development and things going on there. I thought, man, that'd be a great uh, insight for people that don't get that information as much. But before we get to that, just tell us a little bit about how, what's your backstory? You know, you're, you know, you were a mild-mannered reporter and was bitten by a spider, and <laughs> now you're a superhero economic development person. But what's your backstory? How'd you get to Waco? And more particularly, how'd you get in this position? Sure. Well, Todd, thank you yeah. for, for having me on today. I appreciate it. Um, my backstory, I am originally from Southeast Texas. Uh, my dad was in the, the cable industry. Mm -hmm. We moved all around the state as a result of that. Um, but my, both my mom and my dad uh, were from Air Force Brats at Conley oh. Air Force Base and uh, ended up moving back here when I was 14. Uh, to be near family. Yeah. Uh, went to Conley High School. Oh wow. So graduated no, graduated in 1996, so yeah. it was great. Uh, left to go to University of Texas. <sighs> I know. Gosh, I know. how did that happen? I really didn't have we an have to cut the interview off. I know. Went to I Baylor, just <laughs> cut it out. I didn't really have an intention to, to come back to Waco. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a different community back then. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of opportunity for myself at that point. Uh, so I'm a boomeranger, yeah. as we call ourselves these days. Uh, came back in, uh, married a Waco boy, yeah. came back in uh, the very end of 2004, and started with the chamber in 2005. So in wow. May, I will be four, 15 years with oh, the gosh. chamber. Yeah. yeah. So you're one of those, like some of the, my friends from school that, you know, when I stayed in town, they thought it was kind of crazy, Waco, look at you out of nuts. But right. then, um and then later on, it's like, well, it's kind of, you know, how far do you live from here? And how long are the drives? And, mm -hmm. you know, what are you doing? And it gets a little more appealing. And that was before we even became so popular. I mean, that was even a long time ago. It was right. pretty appealing. So now it's kind of cool to be so, in Waco. Uh, so. Now uh, we have two boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I think about it, wouldn't want to raise them anywhere else. Yeah. It's a great place to be. Uh, and I think the other really great thing is that, um, if Waco was the way it is now when I was 18, yeah. I probably wouldn't have left. Yeah. There's just so much opportunity and things to do here now. It makes it easy to sell when you're out there doing what you do professionally. For sure. I mean, it's hard, easy to sell something you believe so much in. Absolutely. So where, when you just coming up through the chamber, what, what hats have you worn here? Um, I, I took a position well, prior to coming to the chamber. I worked for the city of Round Rock, and I was uh, executive assistant for the mayor and city council there and got my got my uh, feel for economic development working for that organization. Yeah. Um, at, their t at the time, their chamber and city were creating a partnership for economic development, yeah. uh, very much like Waco had. And so when, when we made the decision to move back to Waco, I really thought economic development was something I wanted to do. I saw that there was a position available at the chamber. Uh, it's an entry-level coordinator position, okay. and um, applied for it as a way of getting my foot in the door. So I did that for a, for a short period of time, and a position became available as a result of our very first strategic plan, the Challenge Greater Waco Plan. Yeah. And the idea was uh, they wanted someone that was specifically devoted to business retention and expansion mm -hmm. and existing industry support. And so I, uh, I asked to move into that role and was provided that opportunity, and I held that job for eight years before I moved into the position that I have now. I bet you... You've uh, had some great stories through the years of, of, uh, of deals we've competed for, you've worked on, compete, you know, and, 
came down to the wire and they, they had an announcement and that type of thing. But there's been there's been some fun times in there, and then probably some disappointing ones too that you sure. work on. It's probably a pretty long tail as far as the sales cycle, uh, working on some companies and and then some come to fruition and some some don't. Can you tell us a little about that process? How's that work? Yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting process. The way it works. It, uh, Deals come from all different places. There's some of them that we have a great relationship with the state of Texas, and the governor's office is actively out there marketing the state of Texas as a place to do business. And when they create um, a relationship with a, a business or a consultant, um, oftentimes what they do is they send those leads mm -hmm. from their office and they disseminate them across the state. And what they do uh, as a community, you, you see if you meet the criteria of the, of the project, and then you submit a proposal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those, a lot of times those proposals go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but, but then the next round of, of consideration, you get the look, the, the business will come or the consultant will come and do a site visit of the community. They'll ask for additional information and you just work your way through the process every time trying to showcase why your community is the right location for their business. Yeah. And, uh, and that process can take a really short period of time where it's a matter of just a few months or it can be years. I mean, there are projects that we're working right now that are four and five years in the making and finally come into fruition. So, uh, you know, industry has a lot of start and stops in what happens in their world when they're planning for the future. And so we just have to be flexible on our end to accommodate whatever their need is. Yeah. Are there certain industries that we're more uh, desirable for or just by reputation? You know, it seems like every company gets into a niche. Does Waco kind of have a niche that it falls into that they can be good or bad because they don't think for, us for other things, but right. you know, what, what kind of, what's the, the, the bulk of the type of interest we get sure. along what lines of, of uh, work? Above and beyond, we, we see uh, a lot of manufacturing projects yeah. come our way. And um, there it makes up about 14% of our economy, but when you look at it as a part of, um, of GDP, it's about 30% of our economy. Yeah. So we, have a, we, we make a lot of stuff here, we do it well, we have a great workforce to support that. So I think that's one of the reasons why we're on the radar for those types of projects more than anything else. But we also have great logistics operations here. Uh, people are always surprised by the cluster of aviation companies that are located mm -hmm. in the area too. Mm -hmm. And it makes up a sizable amount of uh, revenues going back into the community through payroll, through property tax generation. So those are the things when you think about what is economic development and why do we do the things that we do. It's about helping to expand the tax base so that it's balanced between the business community and the citizens of the community. Mm -hmm. And then it's also about helping to create wealth and prosperity for the citizens of the area. Yeah. How's, how's your job changed over the last 10 years or so? Yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. And, you know, um, looking at where, where we were with, on our business retention side of it, it was uh, really, you know, saw it through the Great Recession and how it impacted mm -hmm. employers and how it impacted the community at that time. And uh, when we were going through that phase, it was really about how do we, employers were really saying, how do we hold on to the people that we have? Mm -hmm. And as our economy has continued to churn and we're in our 96th month of economic progress mm -hmm. uh, coming out of the recession, uh, that conversation has absolutely changed to we're growing and how do we continue to attract people to our business yeah. because it's a it's a tight labor market but uh, we have great resources in the community from our education providers that are 
uh, churning out very, very highly skilled individuals. Mm -hmm. So how do we make sure that they're coming to Waco employers instead of going outside the market? Uh, and so now the other thing that we hear from all projects and all existing companies is, what's my talent pool look like mm -hmm. if I'm gonna continue to grow? And that's, that's a different conversation than we've had in the past. And the other piece that we continue to see evolve is, what does it look like um, what's your community look like for us, for our yeah. company? What's your community culture, just uh, rather than just uh, the type of um, incentives or or um, the land that you have available? Yeah. It's it's been an interesting evolution for sure. Yeah, I, I was, had this conversation with Matt not recently, and it reminded me many years ago because I, I, I was inquisitive. I asked people, you know, what brought you here, or especially people that come to go to school here, but even companies, you know, why why here? And there were, was one that comes to mind that was a, a manufacturing process, manufacturing operation that was here. They're owned by a company in Canada, mm -hmm. and um, it's related to uh, uh, agricultural um, type equipment or products. And and I said, why here? And they looked, and it was what you'd sometimes heard. It was central distribution. They sold a lot to Florida. They sold a lot to California. So I kind of brought them here. But I said, okay, why specifically here versus you know some of the bigger cities and whatnot? And uh, and they said that their owners um, said that they would find a good, hardworking, honest workforce here because, and I learned later, they were from a smaller town, but about the size of, of our town uh, outside of Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, but it's very kind of agricultural-based, right. maybe a couple hundred thousand people, uh, I say agricultural-based, you know, that, that had moved there and had been part of that community, and uh, the owners felt like, no, there'll be people that come from, that have grown up around here they come from an agricultural type background, right. parents, grandparents, whatever, and they'll work hard for the time they work, and they're honest, and hey, all these attributes that he associated, and that's why they put it here. Yeah. I thought, how funny, you know, I believe it to be true, but how yeah, funny that sure. those things come into consideration, and uh, they were a big employer here, you know, were very successful. So it's always kind of interesting to see what the perceptions are versus reality. Of course, now, your job's gotten so much easier because it's a nicer, you know, has a better perception of coming to Waco. You know, it's a pretty cool place to be. Yeah, the perception of, of the community has definitely changed over time. Uh, we're, we're, we're glad anything that can help yeah. us uh, make the sell easier is good. What kind of companies recently have come? And I know this gets into area you have to be, you know, you have so mm -hmm. much of it is quiet until right. it's announced and all that, but maybe tops of companies or what kind of things you're working on that you're excited about that you can tell us about? Sure. Um, so we've had a couple of really great announcements last year. We ended up with over $200 million worth of announced projects, which is a phenomenal year for us. We usually average, if you look over the last 10 years, we average probably around 100,000, so mm -hmm. it's a really good year. I'm excited to see, we've had a lot of renewable energy projects that have come across the table. Mm -hmm. um, saw three of those last year, two on the solar side, and then uh, one on wind generation, yeah. which is absolutely new for this part of Texas think about West Texas when you think about wind, so that that's transitioning into what eventually will come across the, the whole state. Uh, that's, that's an exciting thing. Uh, we continue to see a lot, of, um, a lot of manufacturing projects coming our way, uh, but we are also seeing them in a, uh, we're seeing a lot of foreign direct investment opportunities. Uh, we've been really strategic in targeting uh, Germany as an opportunity for growth, really, and uh, had some great success over the past few years. Um, just on the uh, on the outskirts of Waco, 
is um, Voslo Fastening sim Systems. Uh, they're one that we recruited here in 2014. Uh, and then late last year, we announced uh, Zinc Power, which is a hot dip galvanizing company. Yeah. It's, uh, this is their first U.S. operation that'll be coming on online. Yeah. It's under construction now. And we have a couple of others that I can't talk about yeah. that are that are very close to. And we've had some expansions too. And the new ones coming to town always get the most attention, but right. some of the expansions have been pretty, pretty. Uh, I think the last, I was at a board meeting last this week. Mm -hmm. And was it Holt or someone? Yeah, Holt I think that's is, public, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Holtcat is expanding their operations here. They have that facility on Loop mm -hmm. 340, uh, but they recently purchased the former Caterpillar Work Tools facility in Texas Central Industrial Park, and they are uh, expanding their manufacturing operations in our community, which is great. They're, yeah. they're a great employer. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth op that's happened with Mars Wrigley here over the past few years. Coca-Cola has seen a, a lot of growth in the market, too. Uh, they've expanded through partnerships uh, the, the, uh, to meet the needs of their customer tastes. They're changing yeah. and they're evolving as a company too. Yeah. So they're really moving into the teas and uh, coffees, but also they have a partnership with Fairlife Milk, and now they make Fairlife in Waco. Yeah. So those are, those are some really unique things that, are, that have been coming online. When you're out there in the marketplace, uh, do we, are we competing with everyone, or does it tend to get more geographic, like more towns and communities our size, or, I mean, do, is it kind of a deal where the Metroplex competes with Houston and Austin and that type of thing? Do we compete more with towns like Tyler or Midland or something, or, or does that really matter? Is it more geographic than size? I think it depends on the industry, and I think it depends on the type of project. If it's a distribution project, uh, I think that we tend to compete more with the DFW market. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it's a um, if it's a manufacturing project, we, uh, we we have a lot of competition within the state of Texas, but we're also competing with states around us and even internationally. I mean, we're in close enough proximity to Mexico where it's it's a player in that world too. Yeah, yeah. So it it depends for us. So the existing businesses, why why would would we or should we care about that? That you know, for some people. They might say, "Well, that's all well and good, but how does it affect me?" Sure. So how does it affect the bigger picture when we're growing the community and growing the employment base and that type of thing? The, the strength of our of our economy is based off of the existing businesses that are here, and we really focus on how do we continue to support their growth because it's a whole lot easier to help them grow than it is to attract a new mm -hmm. company in. And so we work really hard to maintain strong relationships with them. We engage them with our industry alliances. We try to help create connections between different businesses as well, because you never know when uh, the strength of one company becomes the strength of another yeah. when it comes to trying to bid for new business. Um, we, we utilize the relationships that we have there too in helping us leverage new opportunities for growth, because you never know how many companies are using the same supplier, and mm -hmm. that might be an opportunity to help recruit that, that group in that ultimately helps reduce the costs of our existing employers too. I think the, the Zinc Power Project is a prime example of that. Uh, there's not another hot dip galvanizing company between Dallas and San Antonio. And so if you think about that particular resource that you need for your business, you're talking about days and weeks of having to send product out where versus having that resource right in your community, being able to utilize it 
helps reduce your lead times for your customers, helps reduce your expenses on logistics, and all the way around it's, it's helping and lower costs for an existing company means, uh, hopefully it means higher profits for them and higher wages for our existing uh, yeah. residents too. Yeah, it's always been interesting to me those companies that would take the position, well we're really not local, you know, but uh, whether it's participating in, or involved in the chamber activities or whatever, but well, they take this position that we're not local. What difference does it make? If and your I think employees, if your employees live say, here, you're local. Your employees and the yeah. amenities and all that develop that quality of life as they start trying to yeah. attract people to come here. So I think that's probably a lot better with this generation than probably my generation. My generation, we tended to go where the jobs were, you know, right. look for the best job. And I think uh, more of late, it's people decide kind of where they want to live. They do. And then they find the job. Yes. Which, which is probably is, better for your happiness. It is. <laughs> you know. But if, so if you're if you're pitching me, uh, I'm looking at. Uh, Waco versus some, you know, maybe two or three other sites in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, how, what would you be telling me about, you know, I'm looking at 50 to 100 employees, putting something here. Why would you, what would you be telling me to, uh, that would be attractive for coming here versus putting that somewhere else? Sure, I would talk to you about the strong labor force pipeline and strong existing workforce that we have to meet your company's needs. I'm gonna talk to you about our location, our strategic location in the state of Texas and how primed we are to, um, to accept the growth that Texas is gonna see moving forward. I would talk to you about the lower cost of doing business here versus other locations mm -hmm. across the state in the U.S. Um, and talk about the strong quality of life that Waco offers and the ability to get across town or through any, basically anywhere you want in 20 mm -hmm. minutes versus spending an hour and a half of your day in traffic. So yeah. we have a lot of great attributes that we can bring to the table. Uh, and the great thing about this community is that there's so many partnerships working together to make great things happen that when there's what may seem like a challenge to something we see as an opportunity to help us grow as a community and also help an employer make themselves successful in our area. Yeah. Well, especially if they're coming from out of state, it's really attractive. Right. Um, I've talked to so many that moved. It seemed like, you know, so many coming from, from uh, California, especially. Yes, especially. and we don't have a state income tax. I think I that's the greatest thing that no California property tax see. limits and all those things. Yeah. And, and while the market uh, to us have been here has you know, seemingly gotten high for real estate, it's very, uh, very attractive for people yeah. coming from out it's, of It's high for us, but it's yeah. very affordable. Especially if a lot, the ones I've talked to most were retiring here. Yeah. It was just expensive to retire in some of those other states, you mm -hmm. know. But uh, it's been really interesting. And the, more importantly, in fact, one of them, I, wanted, I told uh, this lady I know, I said, she, she's gotten so involved in everything. I said, she'd be a great advocate. I need to do a, uh, one of these podcast episodes with her because she's been about two months, and she's involved in everything. Yeah. She's in all, I was like, groups I didn't even know existed. There's a newcomer group, Waco newcomer group. Ah. She said, now some of them have been here 20 years, but they just like it, so they stay. <laughs> she's involved in so much. She's telling us about places. Have you been here? Have you been there? I was like, no, I didn't know that existed. So she's a great advocate. And in fact, uh, she's recruited some of their other friends, and they moved here. And uh, they have another couple, she's telling me this weekend, that uh, it's in the woodlands or somewhere. They're just bringing people to Waco like crazy. So it's a lot of fun. It's a good time to be. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you spending the time because I know I can attest. Uh, Matt said you were really busy, and we got here, and you've been running down the halls and running up the stairs and going from meeting to meeting. I felt kind of bad for having no, this on your calendar. Never too busy for y'all, But so it's, thank you. it really is a fun time. Yeah, and there's some great you. stuff going on here. Thank and you. I don't think a lot of people don't realize how much uh, work goes into bringing, they see the announcements, but man, there's a lot of work that goes into that, yeah. you know. I can remember going to, uh, when I was on the Ambassador, that was many years ago, many years ago, we'd go to 
you know, we'd volunteer and go to some conferences or conventions or things and try to tell our Waco story. I, I guess there's probably a more efficient way of doing that than, than now. Is there still a lot of that going on? Is it yeah, more? Yeah, we, we do. We we do trade shows. We try to do them very targeted yeah. uh, into the industries that we're trying to recruit into. But we also leverage our existing companies to go and partner with us because yeah. they have relationships to help play them. off those. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then we we do some other things where uh, we're we work to get in front of businesses, and then we also work to get in front of consultants and real estate brokers that have relationships with businesses that are helping those companies through the process of identifying their next location. Yeah. So we do a lot of different things, uh, but we try to be really strategic in the use of our resources and the use of our time yeah. because both of those things are really precious. Well, I appreciate you spending some of the time with us. Absolutely. Maybe some people will see this and it will help you out a little bit. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank so you. much, Chris. Thank All you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.